Hey, this is James Rolfe, and you're listening to the Candare Podcast. everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I am Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook. And boy oh boy, we got a full house today. Oh yeah we do. And yeah. I'm excited for this episode. We spent this last weekend uh, hosting the Tour uh, Gaming Expo here in Columbus at the Superkick Soccer Arena, which was a hell of a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. joining us today are a bunch of the people that made that possible. First, from Revolter Films and the guy who was one of the, the many con mascots who played the villain, The Hoarder. We welcome Alex Johnson to the show. Alex, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you guys for having me. It's awesome to be here. Awesome to finally have you, man. And then next, we have another one of the mascots who really was, man, he was so good with those kids, did a hell of a oh, great yeah, job. We welcome Torgman himself, Norm Blythe. Welcome, Norm. Hey, thanks, man. And uh, last but certainly not least, the man who's pulling the strings made this con possible. El Presidente. El Presidente. (laughs) And from the band Adamera, which just had a new single come out not long ago called I've Got the Black Lung Pop. It's a damn good song. We welcome Mike Coletti to the show. Mike, thanks again for being here. Yeah, not a problem. Glad to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Lots to talk about today, guys. Very excited. It was such a fun freaking weekend. I had an amazing time uh, talking to you guys. Seems like you had a really good time. I'm excited to get uh, uh, Mike, Norm, and Alex's uh, perspectives. But before we do all that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandAirPod and on Instagram, Canned underscore Air. And uh, head over to our website, CandAirPodcast.com, where if you want to uh, get some merch, wear a CandAir shirt around or get a mug, you know, rep your favorite podcast a little bit, Hells yeah. or become a patron uh, for a few bucks a month, get access to a whole library of content that just keeps getting bigger, people. It's the Canned Air Netflix at this point. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of content on there. Canned Air Prime, we call it. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Think Netflix would come after us? No, they'd be like Amazon. Amazon or Amazon, excuse me. <laughs> I fucked that joke up. I'm not even going to try to finish it. Just bury it. <laughs> uh, what else we got, guys? Anything? So your boys are members of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Uh, mm-hmm. Please go to evergreenpodcast.com. Check out all the great shows, yours truly included. And uh, to all our listeners out there, we got our fabulous Halloween episode coming up. So we Ooh, are yeah. asking your help. If you have any spooky real-life ghost stories, paranormal Saw something weird out in the woods, like a you know a cow with two spots. Uh, Not like your pervy uncle, like a ghost or something. <laughs> Please uh, send us a message, shoot us an email, or uh, go on our website and send us uh, contact. Uh, we'd love to read those on our special Halloween episode coming up the end of next month. Yeah, read them or even have you come on and tell them if you, if you are so inclined but not required. But uh, yeah, we would love to hear those stories and get them on the show. And that goes for you three guys, too. Uh, if you guys so, know any any uh, ghost stories, have any experiences or anything, let us know. I'd love to incorporate that into the Halloween episode. Uh, I'd anything give you guys else? a story about a cow in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's listened before. <laughs> New listener no, shout no, out. No, there's actually we uh, down where my farm is. Uh, there's a feral cow that runs loose in the woods. Oh and wow, you were being serious. Yes, yes, it's, it's, it's a cow that runs around in the woods, man. Does it have two spots? 
that. I don't know. We, that honest to Christ, ass. busted Randy's balls in the last Halloween episode saying that one of these so-called cryptids he was going to be talking about was a cow in the woods. And there's a real cow in the woods to fear. Yes, yeah. you know what? Yes. Fuck you too. In Cable, Ohio. If you're ever in Cable, Ohio, fear the cow in the woods. Fear the feral cow. That sounds like a comic in itself, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. All right. Tour Gaming Convention, or Expo, excuse me. What a great time again. It was, but I want to start off uh, talking with Mike really quick because Mike, you've been involved with Torgs as long as it's been around, correct? Yeah. And what I didn't know, I knew that the con had some years under his belt. I didn't know how many. This I is was surprised that eight many, years yeah, was yeah. this year, right, four, Mike? First four doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you four, say that? Is that before Torg Man? Well, because I would say the first four years was more. Less us getting our feet on the ground, figuring out exactly what we wanted to do. Um, for instance, our very first, um, if you even want to call it a convention, it was more of a swap meet. Uh, our first three years were more of a swap meet, but we were talking like 3,600 square feet in a hotel, um, maybe 15 vendors. We didn't charge anything for anyone to come in, and tables were free. Uh, wow. because we had a hookup, you know, so like the first, um, three years and even kind of the fourth, it was more or less us figuring out exactly what our community wanted, hmm. what we wanted. And then at that point, um, from year four, technically five and on, we really started pushing everything as hard as we could, because at that point we had most things figured out in terms of what we wanted out of everything. And boy, oh boy, has it come uh, seemingly full circle. I mean, I'm sure there are things that uh, you still want to do and incorporate, but damn, this was a great con. In a nutshell, this was a great con, very well balanced. There wasn't, I mean, you know, it's a gaming expo, so yeah, primarily it's gaming, but uh, there was a nice balance of uh, also toys, comics, and cosplay. cosplay. It was Mm -hmm. such a well-rounded con uh so bravo to you for that so you know i know that this con came with a lot of stress you know (laughs) in 2020 uh especially you know having to cancel it because of the whole uh, pandemic covid yada yada and i know that there may have even been or maybe not uh talks of having to postpone or cancel this year as a result seeming there's some kind of resurgence with uh what they call it the delta virus right We were pretty determined to have it this year. And to be honest, um, 2020 kind of going the way it did was probably the best thing that could have happened because it gave us a little bit more time to kind of double back and set more things in motion, take a little bit more time to kind of foster some of the ideas that we had that were somewhat rushed beforehand so it wasn't all bad we did lose money on advertising a good chunk but we made that back you know triple this year because we were able to take a little bit more time and do everything 110 percent whereas it would have been 80 90 percent beforehand because of the stressors dealing with covid and so many things up in the air it was the best choice we've made I, and, and it shows. 
Well, shoot, the, the attendance would have probably been lower. Oh, yeah. A if lot. It, it oh, did yeah. Go on, so, yeah. Little to nil, you know, like. Better just. I to mean, shut that was like for... the height, right? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. So uh, I guess uh, let's go around the table then kind of talking, you know, what people thought of the con perspective, starting with you, Mike. How were you? How, how were you? Uh, how do you feel with the outcome of what happened last Saturday? Uh, it's, honestly, it's uh, pretty damn awesome. I mean, we tripled <laughs> our numbers. <laughs> you know, we tripled our numbers. I, I told everyone if we got 2000 people, they'd see a grown man cry. And uh, we were about 600 short. So, you know, that just gives us more incentive to next year. Hopefully with everything going on with COVID, there's more confidence out. Like I, I have no issue. I mean, I have no doubt that we'll easily break that 2000, especially after how good of a time and experience that we left on everyone yeah. that had this year. So it's only, it's all up and up from here. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so let's let's go around. Who wants to go next? Let's uh, jump over to uh, Alex. Man, what were your overall thoughts of the con, and how was your weekend? <laughs> uh, it was it was it was pretty good. It was very fun. Uh, yeah. I had at least some of those thirteen hundred people booing me, all instigated by Mike, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. And it's again, the harder boo him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To, again, to our listeners, if you missed it, uh, what I said at the top of the episode, Alex was uh, the villain of Torgman, the hoarder, and had all these Nintendo games hanging from his body. It just it like looked, body armor, like yeah. body armor, yeah. and he had a helmet on and a cape and a big poster too. The poster was poster, awesome. Poster yeah, was God, this is so awesome. <laughs> oh man, I love that poster. Right. I'm so yeah, sad. Right. That- wife gave it away (laughs) (laughs) she's like you're not hanging this in our house (laughs) she gave it to my friend too that's the worst part he was like i want that poster and i'm like well dude she won it and he went over and started begging her for it and she gave it to him (laughs) 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 felt kind of bad (laughs) oh my god it was amazing perception of the hoarder torg man and torg man was so great yes the crowd that I had even for Alex like I didn't feel bad for Alex having everybody boom because he was playing right into it mm-hmm. the things he was saying so funny what would you say Alex you were like I've changed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kept begging Randy to let me have the door prizes I kept saying I was I was, I was a changed man <laughs> wanted to run off with him following me pretty much from the entryway it's like all down the like, aisle I was like I've changed Randy I've changed as a villain do <laughs> Like a hamburglar. hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you looked like you were having a lot of fun, man. I mean, it looked like again, all that stuff was well, all your guys' costumes were making you sweat, sweat profusely. Yeah. It was a little warm yeah. in there, but yeah, it looked like you guys were all having a blast at the same time while you were doing it. So, Jack, let's jump over to you. You were Torque man, now I, is that torque with a Q, uh, a yep. K, a Q? T O R Q U E, like a torque wrench. I thought it was supposed to be like torque uh, man. I thought you were supposed to be like getting up on the tables and shaking your you ass. You would like that. I mean, come on, <laughs> you would like that. <laughs> torque um, man is a bruiser. <laughs> yep. So, what was your experience uh, playing uh, torque man? I, it was fun. I was a little apprehensive at first, just because. I've never done anything like that, but I think I, I almost want to say it was probably the best con experience I've ever had, but 
I wonder if it's because I was part of it or if it because it was that good, but I think it actually was. A little from column A, maybe a little from column <laughs> yeah. B, yeah. we could say. It was so funny, kind of like overarching. Sorry, I don't mean to steal your thunder there, Jack, but anytime <laughs> we would do a, uh, for the most part, anytime we do a raffle, of course, at the canned air table or the very back of the venue, it always seemed like one of you three that we were calling was literally at the farthest point away, and we'd be like, we need the hoarder! We need Torque Man! And <laughs> Oh yeah, I think our, our scheduling was a little slow, because we had to keep getting into our gear and stuff, yeah. which wasn't quick, because it was I, so wet. I loved hearing through the walkie-talkie, like, we need eyes on Torque Man! Where's Torque Man at? I was just like, I got off every time I heard that. I was like, that's amazing. That was our, our friend Brian E. Lau that does Staunch Ambition that had a table there. He was razzing us later mm -hmm. on after about Torque Man's a hero. He doesn't get a break. Why is it all keep hearing on the radio and Torque Man's on break? Listen, it was so funny going outside and just seeing Norm like dead on the curb in between <laughs> appearances. Bro. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> so hot. We need to have like a little ice room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big uh, ass fan. Just bring in a cooling unit meant for meat just for everyone to chill in for a little while. My, my other get a masseuse in there, just buckets of ice. Yeah. Shit, I might stay yeah. in there if you get a masseuse. <laughs> my other favorite thing with Jack's character was his gauntlets were like those kudo, kudo whatever the the gloves where you can't like really bend your fingers. Mm -hmm. And then when you were going around and, and part of the show was uh, the kids got like a special uh, opportunity to win a prize if they could do rock, paper, scissors with, uh, you know, one of the cast. <laughs> Jack's always <did> giving paper. <laughs> no, I was doing rock, rock every time. all the time because he couldn't move his hands. You were actually able to close your fist? Yeah, well, that's, that's all he all could. I he was. couldn't open it. was them. all fists. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm going to give this a PSA. If you have kids and you come to tour, make sure they play Torque Man and not Torque Man because I go for no mercy. Yeah, I don't, I don't lose. Yeah, Tori so, was always giving him, razzing him about it because you know, kids, you want to come over and do it with me because you might win. Torgman will beat you. He's like, I'm a winner. I win everything. Exactly. <laughs> just, <laughs> just cut your three doesn't mean I go. He's <laughs> like, oh, they were supposed to win. And I was like, yeah, they gotta win to get the ticket, and then he just takes it back from the kid. <laughs> <laughs> So That's brutal. right. Very they loving family back. environment. <laughs> yeah. Give me that back, kid. kid. Give that shit back. <laughs> they're learning life lessons through their superheroes. Hey. hey. Oh, yeah. You know what? If you're going to spin it anyway, that's how you fucking do it right there. That's how you do it. Well, let's jump over to uh, Norm here and talk about your performance as Torg Man. You know, you know, Mike said he and you know we saw. You, uh, well, all you guys that were doing the mascots, you know, throughout the day, taking breathers and just, you know, taking the outfit <laughs> off just for a few hours just so you didn't pass out. But um, I understand why you were so tired, Norm, because you had this, you were just a hit with those kids and yeah. you had, you summoned this amount of energy that like, I think, where is this dude getting this from? Because you never stopped the loud voice. You never stopped running around. You never stopped razzing the kids. Mm -hmm. Friendly, you know, he wasn't like bullying them or anything, right. but like friendly <laughs> razzing the kids. 
Which was so funny. One one moment in particular, I have to make mention of is there was a there was a, a little boy there who was cosplaying as Link. Oh yeah, but <laughs> Normus Torgman kept saying Green Ranger, calling him Green Ranger. <laughs> he was getting mad. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, he got so mad at me. <laughs> yeah, he did, and I got to see in one of his outbursts, like right in front of yep. me, because we were doing the raffle. I was spinning the great big you know barrel, and I stopped it and opened it because he was the one pulling out the ticket, and then from across the way. <laughs> Norm goes, go ahead and grab that ticket, Green Ranger. And he just stopped, took his hand out, stomped his foot. I'm not the Green Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> I was standing right there, too. Like, he knows, he knows, he knows. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Calm him down really quick before he goes crazy. <laughs> Starts throwing shit at I get, I get a double side spectrum from that. I get an anchor from the Green Ranger. And then I had a little girl that was, like, my best friend throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And she was in a Pikachu outfit. And I kept calling her Squirtle. And if I didn't call her Squirtle, she got upset about it. So it, was, <laughs> it was the best thing ever. That's awesome. Every time, like, we'd be walking by and you'd see them and she'd turn around and they'd lock eyes every time. And he'd be like, oh, I see you, I see you, Squirtle. <laughs> and she'd turn around and run away. It was hilarious. And if the listeners so uh, get on our Xbox Instagram too. page, we I just put up uh, some pictures and video of, uh, of uh, Norm, Jack, and Alex in their costumes, uh, you know, with children on either side. They were having the contest. Oh, doing the, the shouting and contest. And Mike in the middle there, uh, you know, starting the competition, refereeing the competition, mm-hmm. if you will. So uh, check that out. Uh, good, good behind the scenes views. What we're all talking about there, I guess. But uh, Norm, what was your uh, experience? I guess. I mean, I don't expect you to say, "Oh, it sucked" or anything. I know you had a great time, but you know, what made it great for you? What was the uh, highlight of your day? I think the highlight of my day is when people are walking out of the door and they were like, "I want to come back next year." Yeah, like this is my first time being a part of it with Mike. Mike uh, came to me. Was it the summer, Mike? About summertime, you came up to me about this. About coming up as Torg Man. So we've been preparing it, preparing and preparing. I think Mike and, muted uh, himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, the mic is off. Oh, yeah, like there he is. <laughs> Mike on but, the mic. Yeah, we, uh, Mike had me prepping throughout like all of the summer for this. And it seemed like it was like six years before the event happened. And then the event happened <laughs> and it was like two minutes. So, yeah, got right? that right. Yeah. And Norm, I want to give you that's like, my life. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying that's my life. <laughs> on and it's over in a heartbeat. Norm, I do want to give you some major kudos though, because you stepped into a, a a very established character that had a particular sound, a particular mannerism, a particular energy, and you freaking nailed it, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it- I. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Oh, please go ahead. We got we got a lot of cooks in the kitchen here. Please go ahead. <laughs> I was I was just gonna say like because I you know I I helped guide along with Mike helped guide the original and Torgman to get that voice and that that action and the mannerisms and everything and it was just so crazy watching you do it because it was like you literally just nailed every single element <laughs> every single element of it just perfectly just like. It felt like I was watching the original guy again already. Like, it yeah. was crazy. But he wasn't he a dude a wearing a Torgman costume. He was Torgman. Yep. Yeah, this one was Yeah, Torgman. you were Torgman. You got like watching a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him go. But which Batman am I, though? I'm like the Michael Keaton. 
Whichever Batman you want to be at this yeah, point, son, yeah. you, you yeah. earned the as right to choose. As long as I'm not Val Kilmer, as long as we're not Val Kilmer, I'm good. Sorry, <laughs> George Clooney. It can get worse than Val Kilmer. <laughs> it could be Spider-Man 3, Tobey Maguire. Just saying. Ooh, Topher, Topher Grace's Venom, that was pretty bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh. You going to get me revved up on something here. <laughs> Um, let's see looking at the the con itself the cosplay another thing that was uh, mm-hmm. really awesome there was a lot of it Dude, that was cool yeah, to see a lot notch. of it yeah listen we went from top three notch. people cosplaying in 2019 three people and then this year we had well over 30 and we didn't even catch pictures of everyone that was doing it which was fantastic wow yeah because I saw <clears> the post uh, that is on the Torg Instagram page and there was like a there's a big picture of all the cosplayers like posing with that background mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them mm-hmm. and if that wasn't even all of them i mean that speaks in volumes yeah it's too cool you don't typically see that at a gaming convention and we're trying to change that yeah and doing and a, a good job of it Comic-Con, i mean Animation, you know yeah it's yeah. also pretty cool because like say like if I bring a friend with me that's not in the games, but they love anime, you know, it gives me more of an option to bring other friends with me. And right. I thought that was the cool aspect of it all. It's like you don't have to just be there for gaming. You could be there for comics or for figs or anything because, I mean, there was just such a wide range of stuff to do there. Yeah, right. it's all-encompassing of that genre. It's not just pointing to a particular crowd within said genre, you know what I mean? Talking to some of the other vendors yeah. that weren't selling games and stuff, they were actually pretty pleased on how well yeah. they did, which was yeah. really yeah. nice to hear, too. Yeah. So that'll, that was amazing. That they should I mean, come back. Before, yeah, before the con actually started, like, you know, I sat down and talked to most of them, and I was just saying, I really hope you do well. This is kind of the test year to see how well you fare. And we also wanted to kind of give our demographic a taste of these other subgenres and convention, you know, categories and things of that sort to kind of ease them into. So when come next year, if we have more comics or if we have more toys or anime or whatever, we're slowly building into that to where it'll be more comfortable and more natural to our demographic and anyone that may come in i mean i was talking to my wife um and i asked her kind of like what her favorite thing was from the convention she was because she's not i mean she plays games don't get me wrong but she's not an avid collector and video games kind of like most of us are but she loved the fact that there were anime uh vendors there she loved that there were comics and plush you know stuff like that toys Mm -hmm. pearl art and stuff like that because that's primarily what she walked out with she spent a lot of money in that regard to those subgenres within our convention so that's that's awesome to me absolutely another thing i thought was cool was the open door policy that that's opened up for you guys now with the other conventions like uh, uh what is it origins was there helping out and then you know it's like you guys are sharing instead of being competitors all the time you guys were actually working together and it was really cool to see for that sure. is cool you know we've seen the competitive side of that stuff that's yeah. Yeah. right that's what i'm saying sometimes it's like you know you can't sit down and have tea with somebody because they're ready to poison it but no right. there it was like let's all drink the tea together and we're all cool you know and it was really cool to see absolutely yep. yeah a great well-rounded time i 
I, I want to think of our last two experiences going to Wizard World Comic Cons. Oh, God. And, you know, it baffled me. There was, like, maybe the third to last one we went to. It was okay. It was pretty cool. But mm-hmm. the last few were just so... There was no, like, uh, really organization considering, like, flow of, uh, you know, an audience of a crowd of people. And... I remember like us walking around like, is there seriously only a toy vendor here? Yeah. Is there seriously like only two comic book but artists you know back there? know who else was there? Jake from State Farm. <laughs> right? Uh, Gutter Guard. Gutter Guard. Yeah. All those yeah. commercial things that have no reason to be at a convention. For those poor anybody. bastards. <laughs> they got to be getting paid good because they're just standing there it, yeah. with nerds looking at them like, what the fuck? I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Why from you around these parts is your boy? That's <laughs> <laughs> some deliverance shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and, and and that's the thing for me for this con was you know we we've gone to those wizard worlds where you can just walk around the atmosphere is just people just not having a good time they're just there they're shopping they're gone it's just like mm-hmm. a shopping mall experience kind of me being involved in some of the backroom stuff there at Torgs. It's just you walk by and there's kids there that are just having a freaking blast. Mm-hmm. It's people just taking pictures like, oh, this is awesome. I didn't hear like one negative thing walking down no. the aisle. No matter no. how crowded it was, everybody was having a good time. Mm-hmm. Smiles on their faces. They just, you could tell they enjoyed being there. Right. And not only that, I saw people at the beginning of the day all the way up till the end, like the same people. Like they just, they came and it was just, it wasn't just a stop for them. It was an event. Sure. Yeah. You know, with so, uh, there are times we've been to cons in the past. I think of the Cincinnati Comic Expo. What a great show that is. Mm-hmm. But that convention center, I think it's a Duke Energy Convention Center yes, or something like that. It. It's, it's not like the Columbus con- uh, Convention Center where it's like, expandable or like this place was you know no matter how big or well it's doing it's always confined to this one spot Mm. therefore the aisles are real small Mm -hmm. and i'm claustrophobic (laughs) the way it is and there's just times like you'd be in those aisles you can like pick your feet up off the ground and you're still like moving (laughs) with the current of people going through the aisle like you can't stop because then you're making everyone else behind you stop you know what i mean and you can't really walk around someone that's standing there at a booth looking because they're so tight that if someone else on the other side is there's not really that yeah, it's like a clog in a drain, yeah. you know, or <laughs> cholesterol in an artery. It just stops <laughs> everything right now, you know what I mean? But, you know, with this con, you know, Mike, you had said it was even a little bit bigger than uh, you realized it would. The venue, the Superkick Soccer Arena there. So I believe, like, the aisles were, like, 10 feet mm-hmm. wide. It was just, like, a nice pleasure cruise and not to mention the simple fact that it was a soccer arena the ground was soft that was let me tell you as a guy with lower back problems and knee problems bless you mike (laughs) but but as uh the asphalt sucked i'll tell you that (laughs) asphalt always sucks yeah (laughs) when we took when we took our boots off when we were changing it was like black coal just coming out yeah. of our boots. Yeah, no matter what Every, you did, yeah. somehow got in there. <laughs> oh, you know yes, the I know what pellets. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah the, the turf. I'll take that over concrete and being done after four hours any day. Yeah. It was like when yeah. we uh, were at CTS uh, just a few weeks ago, the Columbus Toy Show. Like, we'd walked around twice, and I was like, I got to get off my feet. Mm-hmm. That floor was hard as shit, yeah. you know? But, it yeah, those really little, was. like, those little black pellet things that were in, like, the... It wasn't even, like, an AstroTurf. I'm not, I've never seen ground or, like, flooring like this 
But um, I, I've done my laundry since the con, <laughs> and I'm finding those little things everywhere still. Like, oh, I, 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 was, I took my sock out of the dryer and, uh, like, pushed it back inside out, and all those little pellets came falling out. <laughs> oh, dude, it, it was worse for me and Mike. A, a few of us stayed to kind of, uh, after the show, to kind of help pick up, and we were pushing, like, <clears> big <throat> tables and chairs. And to get extra grip, I took my shoes off. So I was just walking oh. through there with socks, and dude, I literally still have. I threw, had to throw the pair away because it was just like grass, like embedded. Yeah, I did the same thing behind the table because my shoes were starting to hurt me after a while. Toward the end of the day, so I was like, "Why am I wearing shoes? <laughs> the ground soft." So I kicked them off, and about the, barefoot. Ten minutes in, I was like, "Yeah, this wasn't a great idea." <laughs> so I put the shoes back. That on. was one of our biggest deciding factors when it came down to this venue. Was you know, like I was sitting here thinking about. When we were at the hotel, when we were at the hockey rink, the ice rink, um, I would, I mean, consider too that the day before we usually have to spend seven and a half hours putting up the tables, super heavy, getting everything, doing the chairs, do all that stuff. In addition to that, the morning of, we have to do stuff as well, and then we have to tear it down at the end of the day. And in addition to that, during the day, the eight-hour day that the convention is going down, you know, I'm running around, I'm constantly on my feet. Mm -hmm. And when we were at the ice rink, the day before when I had to put the tables up, the next day during the convention at about noon, I was done. I couldn't walk. <laughs> I was just in too much pain. You know, and yesterday, not yesterday, but during our convention, you know, I pulled an entire eight-hour day, did the eight-hour day the next day during the con, and then we were there an additional three to four hours, and it wasn't until we were finally done at, like, 8 p.m. that I actually got to the point to where, like, I was just done. <laughs> so if it wasn't for the curve, like, it would have been a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm actually excited that we're going to stick there. Um it can go up to 64,000 square feet, and we're currently only utilizing a little over half that. So we got plenty of room to grow. I know there were a lot of people that were saying, like, Tor needs to find a home, needs to find a home. A lot of the things that they don't really realize is that every year we keep growing and we keep outgrowing the venue. And we're finally at a venue that we can grow into for once, you know. Literally, there's no hotel in columbus ohio that can fit the amount of space that we need for 150 plus eight foot tables plus event area and so on within a decent budget you know so yeah that's been the, the situation which not only that it just also keeps costs down for the guests because if we're at a bigger venue we have to charge more and mm -hmm. yep. you know or i mean for ten dollars a head i mean <laughs> yeah free parking right center for the amount of space that we have right now would probably cost us an additional 10 grand Shit, we, gosh. yeah we would have to spike our prices and that i really don't want to do that no way we're going to take a quick break from our conversation to jump to commercial but don't go anywhere we'll be right back Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dino Tripodis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. 
Yeah, yeah, right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good poor. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Now, have you ever, is like in the future, are you wanting to keep uh, Torg a one-day con? Or like, do you have like plans in the future? Would you like to like do like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing? I think the only way we would go into a two-day convention is that if we got, I'm not going to say if because we will, um, when we get to the point that we have big enough panels to justify spacing them out over a two-day event. I see. And even if did do a two-day event day one is going to be significantly different than day two i do not believe in doing two days in which both days are essentially the same thing right so i will be able to vary the vendors from day one to day two i want to have completely different events and so on different panels i want to do something to make sure that day one is completely different from day two that way individuals would be more inclined to spend both days at the convention and not just i'm going to go on saturday because sunday is the same thing and then sunday vendors kind of get chipped out of the attendance and so on sorry to interrupt on this but that's one thing that i love working for mike because mike like other conventions you go to it's about your money and and that's it like they don't right. care about your, your happiness and stuff and mike is so much into giving the people the best that they can get out of their 10 bucks or their 100 dollars or whatever and that's what makes it you want to work harder for mike because he gives so much to everybody that it's just it, it's a domino effect that we want to be just as good as mike is doing it's about the experience. and that's what's so cool about it exactly yeah. that's well said randy about the experience because i guess that's my point and harping on the fact that it's a well-balanced con you know i brought up wizard world a little bit ago you know jack and i love to look for toys and mm -hmm. you would expect surely at a wizard world too no majority i mean i'm not going to say there weren't any toy vendors there there were a couple but not enough to justify somebody you know those cons typically are like 20 30 dollars just to walk in the door right you could tell that the vendors were just like the first people who came because you know it was like a million t-shirt vendors like just stuff you know most people don't care about you okay i might buy a t-shirt but then what am i going to do with the rest of my day you know like that you could tell like the the um the different aspects of the con mm -hmm. were very strategically like placed you know what i mean one's not at really overshadowing the other nice balance and this is and this is kind of the, the sink for me that you know talking <clears throat> about the experiences not only did you have kids there there was a grandfather and his uh mobility challenged wife there that came up to our table That's the pc way of saying it i don't know um it's the randy way of saying it but anyway like 60 70 year old man came up to the canned air table because his son grandson was a vendor or son mm -hmm. there with his grandson mm -hmm. and um he was having fun yeah. i mean you they have, both were yeah i mean six-year-olds all the way up to seven-year-olds i mm -hmm. mean that's just that's amazing for the type yeah. of con that is yeah, and we had good convo with them. I gave him a canned air pen, but he's like, I don't, I don't even know if he knows what a podcast is. So, whatever. If, I mean, if there's an older dude out there rocking a canned air pen, I'm happy with that. Hell yeah. You know? 
<laughs> Bringing a new demographic. We've been doing shows at nursing homes and shit. Sure. How about that? I mean, Jack, you can get us in, right? Yeah, I'll be almost there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else, gentlemen, we want to bring up about the con? Anyone? Uh, I've got a few shout outs. Um, I'm sure everybody else will harp on it as well. But uh, David with the 501st, um, the dude is a freaking mm. Tetris wizard. Like when he pulled up this little car with this little van and just the amount of shit that kept, kept coming out of there to build this amazing set. Like, I thought yeah. you were mean he was playing Tetris and he was really good at it. <laughs> Makes sense at a gaming guy. Yeah, it was, but seriously, no, like how the packed and how strategic he had every right. single thing. And it's like, oh, hey, these totes are empty. No, those aren't totes. Those are props. And it's yeah. just everything. Even the together. totes that everything was brought in and were part of the experience. Exactly. So like... They didn't have a bunch of bullshit to hide or load back in the car. It was all there. Yeah, you know? and it was and crazy it was very to elaborate see what setup, that place you know? looked like after we unloaded all of that stuff and just saw trash all over the floor. Then the next day you come <laughs> in and you see this perfectly well, like it was perfect. organized, like everything very well. It was, Go ahead. Yeah, everything was so perfect in the setup. It actually kind of blew my mind. It was one of the best 501st setups I've ever seen. I mean, the yeah. Hoth one that I, would, I think the Kentucky Legion has is cool. Where you like, you stand in it with your arms up, take a picture, and then when you flip the picture over, it looks like you're hanging by your feet in the snow. Yeah, mo- cave snow with the wampa standing yeah. behind you. Um, then I think another one we had seen was just like the uh, Imperial Center. Detention Center. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But this one uh, was very... I don't know. It was my favorite. Just the yeah. speeder, the whole backdrop, the whole uh, little junk shop there. Mm-hmm. It was a complete experience. And the other uh, few other shout outs I wanted to do. Um, we didn't really talk about it when we did the canned air food drive. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and Mike, refresh my memory. Where did those cans go to? I'm sorry. Uh, the open table. Okay. It is a food pantry that was local to Lewis Center. Part and of we, a church. And we raised three hundred, about 300 cans. Is that correct? Correct. There was over 300. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like 312 or something. And I wanted to give a shout out because a large portion of that, first of all, thank, thank everybody that brought, you know, any canon. You know, that's, that's so, so awesome that you did that. But I wanted to give a special shout out to Chris Horsley and Kylie Horsley, who brought in uh, over 200 canned goods. Holy um, hell. Yeah, it just, I remember hearing that they wanted the to win something, yeah. didn't they? And they, they damn sure did. But uh, just the f- everybody's unloading their pandemic cellars uh, uh, onto the food truck. No, and see I, a five-year-old I, with this can of black beans. And sees them. Walk I was going to say it was like ninety-five percent of it, like uh, like creamed corn and shit. Like uh, it was, it was legit stuff. And I don't want to like, horse. Take- Take away Can't from the course. <laughs> <laughs> you two, if you're listening to this, we, we're, we're joking around, but seriously, thank you. So yeah, much. oh no, <laughs> we're not making fun of you. It's just, I just it thought, thought it'd be funny if you walked by like the canned air food drive table and it's just like all like spaghettios or it's all corn or it's like all one thing. But Jack's over there eyeing the cans of spam, like, mm. Mm. <laughs> I just imagine these poor people going to the food kitchens, like. It's corn again, Otis. <laughs> Sit the fuck down. We're having corn. <laughs> and then it was really cool getting that email from uh, the church over there telling us that that would help feed a lot of families, which is uh, really awesome. nice. We've been wanting it to is. do a chair for the longest time, and I'm hoping next year we can kind of amp that up and do better than what we did this year. 
Sure. Fill up Randy's pickup truck bed full of cans. Let's do it. Show me your cans. <laughs> We're going to break your back axle, son. <laughs> it's not going to take much in that. <laughs> no, that is amazing. That's a lot of yeah. uh, that's a lot of donations right there. Yeah, thank you, everyone, who made that happen. And then also uh, one other shout-out to Kayla at uh, Blazing Chakrams. I think I said that right. Uh, she was the photographer running around, mm. literally shadowing Torgman the Hoarder and Torkman yeah. that probably got just as much exercise, but still managed to show up at the tables when we did the uh the raffles where <laughs> you guys time. were like <sighs> like cr- army crawling to get back up there um well, George, she should have her photos out relatively soon and we will post those all over our socials awesome i'm very excited to see them i've got uh, some shout outs myself to do you know we've been you know doing this podcast going on eight years what here in a week or two actually mm-hmm. And uh, you make a lot of contacts over the years, and when you know, after all that time, all those contacts going to convention like this just turns into like a big nerdy reunion, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> but um, you know, we got to catch up with Eight Bit Steve, Sean Forney, uh, Brian e. Lau, Staunch Ambition, and Ferdo City Firehouse, John Orlando from the PVD Cast, uh, Brent Umina, mods by Brent on Instagram, and Jay Caligian was there. Got to see yeah. him again from yep. the Comic Mest. And uh, Josh Nealis of Thro- Cutthroat Comics, and I feel like I'm still forgetting. Uh, Adam Fields from Midnight Twenty Seven Studios. Oh yes, um, uh, Matt Frey was there too. Matt See, Frey. Why does it all just come out <laughs> I know. now? When I uh, Chris Duda, uh, <laughs> my buds at um, Debate This were there. The oh, see, that's that's too. who I was thinking or forgetting rather, not yeah. intentionally. I knew I was forgetting somebody, and I couldn't place it. Uh, then we also uh, got to meet a fan who came up from Dayton. I won't say he came up for us. He came up for the con. But, uh, you know, he said he'd been listening to the show, and we got to spend a little bit of time with him. Bryce uh, Scheid, I want to thank him for coming out. It was all around just such a perfect uh, experience. Tiring, but perfect. <laughs> you can say that again. Yeah. Very good. So um, <clears throat> I wanna, before we cut you guys loose, then I want to thank you all again for being here. But I kind of like want to go around the table and uh, talk about some of the stuff you guys have going on. Alex, I'm going to turn over to you first. You are part of uh, Revolter Films, correct? Uh, Revolter Pictures, yes. Revolter Pictures, excuse me. Can you tell us a little bit about that in the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. And don't worry, you're fine. I, I've heard Revolter, Revolver, Revolt, Revolving Door. <laughs> I've, I've heard it all. I didn't realize the name was going to be so difficult for people where we would have picked something It's Douglas Films, right? <laughs> yeah. Not even close. Uh, <laughs> Swing and miss. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we are a local independent film uh, film group uh, production company, however you would like to phrase it, uh, right here in Columbus. We make short films of our own. We've been nominated for a few awards in the local circuit and we've done a couple of commercials uh, also for Torg and for uh, Roy who was one of the other vendors at Torg as well so it's kind of cool seeing him again because he was launching Ghoulie Gamer there Um, yeah we in terms of things coming up we have a short film that called Freshly Cut that we were working on we kind of had to stop because we had that horrendous rain weather thing going on for about a solid month and a half there and then we uh turned our attention to filming this commercial here but we'll have that film done sometime soon and we'll put it out on the festival circuit that's mostly it for our upcoming stuff 
But I did just want to thank Mike for originally reaching out to us a year and a half ago, man, at this point, and being like, hey, so I've got this video game convention. Do you guys want a commercial for it? And (laughs) (laughs) I've met all of you guys and had so many amazing experiences purely because he liked our videos enough to take a chance on us and have us do the commercials for his event. So it's been amazing seeing, you know, just how big it's gotten in the last year and a half. I can't wait to see how big it is moving forward. And absolutely. And Alex, I'm going to correct you on that because uh, having worked with you guys, you know, it wasn't taking a chance. You guys bust your ass. You are perfectionists. The stuff you put out is great. I mean, I've been involved in a couple of those video shoots and it's, when I think you're done, you know, you guys are taking more shots, you know, making sure everything's perfect. And uh, you yeah. made Randy look good. That's what he's saying. You made me look good, <laughs> and that <laughs> takes a lot. It was it was it was pretty cool getting to meet. Uh, was it Brian Brian e. Lau when we were in front of his booth? Mm. And I had my friend there who had who had uh, voiced in the original commercial for Torg last year, that was talking about the fact that Brian e. Lau would be there talking about inferno city firehouse and i just kept reading it off to him i'm like look ben it's inferno city firehouse <laughs> he's like i don't i don't get it and i'm like inferno city firehouse ben ring a bell and brian the brian was just staring at us like what the hell are these guys going on about? <laughs> oh my god i would pay I to like just that. observe that moment oh, <laughs> Especially Brian's face, just yeah. like the what the fuck that would wash <laughs> over, just that wash of uh, confusion. You know? uh-huh. Oh my god! It is nice. I mean, every avenue that we partner with, including you guys at the Candair and uh, Revolter and One Up X Esports and everyone that we kind of uh, handle with. I mean, everyone we choose to deal with, we know that they're on their A game, and we know that they have the ability to best showcase what we're about and kind of like the spirit of Torg and so on. I mean, in that regards, but I mean, we're, we're all kind of growing together, which is great. Sure. I mean, we're all in the same boat and that's kind of what my biggest mission is, is because I want to see the Candair get bigger. I want to see Revolter get bigger. I want to see one up X esports get bigger mm-hmm. and all of these avenues that we partner with same with Columbus retro league and so on uh, fantasy forge with the cosplay. I want us all to be able to grow together and kind of using my convention as a catalyst to help kind of raise us all up in regards to that. So yeah. Mike, That's I'd Mike. follow you into the pits of hell, sir. That was a that was a great. I like that. I like that a lot. That was a rallying cry to rival Aragorn. <laughs> now sound your horn. No, I don't. I mean, aside from being uh, joking, I mean, just hearing you talk about the con and you know putting it together, your ideas for it is you know you can see what makes it so freaking awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm fully convinced that Mike is a robot because I'm sure I don't think that guy sleeps because between that and Adam Arrow, which I'm sure we'll get to here in a second, the dude is like on his freaking game. Like, seriously, dude, how much caffeine do you consume in a day? Not much. (laughs) I don't I'm more Red Bull than blood at this point. (laughs) I'm just I don't know, man. Like, I, I I keep my mind busy and that keeps me happy. You are literally probably one of the most, and I'm not just blowing smoke, like you're probably one of the most focused individuals I know. Like you see something you're going to do, you're going to freaking get it done. Mm -hmm. 
I second that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my overall motto, and if you guys haven't noticed, I mean, if I don't know how to do something, I learn how to do it. And that's kind of gotten my hands in enough boats to where I can constantly keep myself busy while improving the trades that I have my hand in while also building the brands that I have my hand in all in tandem. Yeah, I mean, I, I just keep myself busy. <laughs> but I'm never, Mike Coletti, one-man army. Until, <laughs> That's I awesome. I don't think I've ever been too overwhelmed, um, maybe just once. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm all about having a to-do list of about five to ten things per day, especially if it's something I enjoy. I love doing the graphics for Torg. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing the majority of the stuff that I do for Adamera and for Torg, like there's nothing that I do in those avenues that I don't enjoy doing daily. So it's not a chore to me. So it's nothing that really bothers me or sets me aside from enjoying myself. Speaking of some of the stuff that just keeps you so busy, let's talk about Adamera really quick. I saw uh, a clip of you guys playing at the incarceration uh music and tattoo festival up at the ohio state reformatory and holy shit dude how do you play that guitar when you are jumping around banging your head like the hardest you can like i just kept i watched it like two or three times like god damn like how is he he's swinging it around on the strap around his shoulder yeah i saw that too yeah it's tell us a little bit about the show and tell the audience who doesn't know a little bit about the band Sure. Well, we are a post-hardcore band uh, based out of Columbus, Ohio. We did recently play Inc. Uh, we got a couple things coming up in November. But uh, as far as the playing goes, I mean, I'll tell you, if you ever come and see us live, you're going to hear me make mistakes. But I'm going to do my best to look good while making those mistakes because <laughs> I'm not always... I know that sounds like a little like arrogant, but like our model is, is that you come to see us. You don't come to hear us. If you want to hear us, go buy our CDs or stream us on Spotify or something, you know? So we put a major emphasis on our live show. That's why we do the guitar flips. We have the in-sync head banging and things of that sort. Like there's a lot of things that we choreograph to add to the experience instead of just playing for our set. Like we're not as worried about sounding good as we are putting on a show, if that sure. makes sense. Absolutely. So that's what we practice. We practice uh, a lot of that stuff, getting it in muscle memory. Sure. I would rather a good show with a couple of whoopses versus just standing there listening to the music I just heard on the radio. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, he says not to sound arrogant. There's nothing sounded arrogant about that. No, it would have been arrogant to be like, I don't make fucking mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Like I, I always have a smile on my face because I'm always enjoying it. Um, yeah, it we're fun. always very intense when we play. We do everything we get to get the crowd interacted. Literally the same thing that I bring over into Torg about it primarily being about the experience. It's the same thing with Adamera because it's all about the experience. We want people to be involved and kind of enjoy what they're seeing. You know, and I took a lot of the things that I noticed from the crowds and stuff like that while playing just being a live performer and we're able to use that with Torg. And that's why we had a lot of those planned out skits and uh, Torg Man, Torg Man, The Hoarder, and so on, you know, because the the experience is what 
is going to bring people back. The deals are not. I don't see the deals ever being a thing that bring people back because, I mean, you could go down to Warp Zone or Forever Games on a good day and get a good deal. But as far as the convention goes, you know, I want people to, especially those with kids, you know, I want those kids to be like, I can't wait to see Tord Man again or, you know, and the parents just be able to think back on the interactions with the hoarder, Torque Man, Torque Man, and just how good of an experience that it was, aside from them just picking up their favorite games that gave them nostalgia. There was also shows going on and things happening that put such a heavy emphasis on the experience, aside from just being a buy-sell trade swap. Right. Mm -hmm. Ways to pull everyone in in a different level. Cosplay, right. the arcade, pictures mm -hmm. with the Star Wars backdrop. Candia boy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, I want to also mention uh, this new single you guys have out, and I wanted to ask a little bit about it. I've got the Black Lung Pop is what it's called, and I've listened to it several times. It's a great song. Uh, can you tell me about the title of this song? Uh, Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> well that's a quick explanation i haven't seen zoolander in years i don't even remember so when uh derek goes back and he works with his father in the coal mine and they're at the bar just drinking and he starts coughing like the <laughs> little cough and then he's like i think of black lung pop <laughs> Well, that's what we named it after. If you uh, go on our Facebook page, you'll notice that there's kind of it's it's not necessarily a lyric video. It's kind of a hybrid visual lyric video, but um, pretty much all it is in the background is uh, Derek Zoolander just going through the coal mine coal mines during that scene and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. <laughs> that is amazing. We uh, and it's just like our single before that, I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. That was from the other guys. Man, I've got that to see this stuff. I got to. I haven't seen the Facebook videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of the times we let our fans actually name our songs. Um, that one was made up by us for once. But um, going forward, we a lot of the times will sit there and play the tracks like three or four times during the live feed, and then we'll let people name our tracks. And nine cool. times out of ten, they're giving us movie quotes. What was it, Golden Tiger Tooth? Yeah, or Golden <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> yeah, Golden Tooth Tiger. <laughs> I dig that. That's awesome, man. So uh, for people to check out Adamera, I mean, I have uh, Apple Music. I find it on there. I'm sure it's on Spotify. Is there a web presence that we should be directing people to? Uh, you can go to adameraofficial.com, and that's mostly used for um, – industry music industry stuff we usually send them there for just ha have like our press kit and stuff like that um the best way that you can kind of interact with us would be on facebook or instagram and just finding us on spotify or apple music there we go easily done and one more time just for the listeners it's adamara revolter and norm so just get yes. those three right <laughs> Yes, and Norm. Like Cheers. Time. Norm! 
I actually have a um, retro roundtable. You know, like when the segment starts, I have that little jingle. Yeah, that plays. I remember that. I have like six yeah. or seven different variations, and one of them actually has uh, Norm from Cheers in it. So I'm going to use that in this episode. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Let's touch on uh, you, Norm, really quick before we move on. I, you know, I'm fairly, I have only met you a few times. You seem like a great dude, and you are Torg, man. But uh, do you have any side projects or anything like that you want to promote? Well, I do work at the Corn Maze out here in Milford Center. Um, oh, for real? Yeah, we work. We uh, open up the October eighth. It's uh, the maze. It's good time. I mean, uh, if you have kids or anything like that, it's Absolutely. good to bring them out there because you can do a haunted maze, and then there's a regular maze that's open up where you answer questions, and if you answer the question right, you go to the right path, and if you answer it wrong, you're going to go in the wrong path. <laughs> oh, so, wow. it's pretty good time. <laughs> It's fun sitting up in the corn lift and watching you guys fail. I'm just saying this right now. <laughs> <laughs> that Norm, would be so much fun. Norm's just up there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And then they give me a microphone, too, in there, and I get to holler at people. It's great. Wrong so, way, citizen. <laughs> but um, other than that, uh, I graduate college here the 7th. Uh, I become a personal trainer. Oh, nice. Um, so that way, if you want to get trained by Torg Man, let me know. <laughs> get I'm you on that tour, man. Workout video, boys. There you Shit. go. Sweat well, to the pods. Mike, <laughs> uh, Mike, what was it about uh, six months ago? Maybe uh, he did a workout video for me. Amazing, absolutely amazing. If you need anybody to ever do anything like that for you, definitely call Mike up. You do have a video out, like a workout video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did actually. It was pretty cool, and I, I plan on doing another one in a year, uh, so I can see my changes and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, Mike put it together. It has a, I mean, it's got Kakarot on it and he could have got me Vegeta, but (laughs) other than that, it it was really cool. It was really cool. But, uh, I mean, other than that, I just try to be a motivation to everybody. I take the Spider-Man theme and say, just one leap of faith. And that's pretty much anything in life, anything we do, you know, like these, like Mike took a big leap of faith and letting us do this, uh, mascot stuff for him. And, uh, I guess it turned out all right. (laughs) <laughs> seems like it uh, seems like it turned out pretty damn well it really helps that Norm has kids it really helps yeah. that kids. <laughs> it, it does help that and then I mean and that's and honestly I think it's it's so contagious with those kids everybody sees the kids having such a good time it makes you want to have a good time that's the truth so I, mean, just, <clears throat> I asked my niece and nephew what was your favorite part about the convention and you're talking to two kids that had won you know they got into the large chest and had so many prizes from the kids zone and they won the nest and i was like what was your favorite part and they said torb man so it wasn't even all the stuff that they had won or that my sister had bought them it was <laughs> and, and you know what right there is honestly the biggest payment I could ever take, man. Because it's just, I don't know, it just fills your heart. And that's yeah. pretty much why we do it. And one kind of humorous moment that I will always remember from this con is at the end, Norm as Torgman was up there, this is fucking awesome. And <laughs> I forget who said it, but they're like little ears, and you turn around, hi, citizens. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it's hard because I found myself at a few different times behind the table uh, using spicy language and then like looking up and be like oh crap there's kids 
Just puppy right. dog eyes staring at you with quivering lips. Did you hear what he said? Why, short man? Why? <laughs> 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 Mommy, what's that word mean? Take half of them trauma by taking their tickets back. <laughs> hey, 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 you know. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Exactly. You know, we the get big enough. Ford Man beats kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, we get Ford Man good enough to where, you know, people want him for birthday parties and other things, you know, so it might be good. <laughs> there you go. Here soon we'll have Tord Man shirts. We'll have Tord Man Perler for sale. Yes. Wow. That's another thing I wanted to make mention of was the actual Torg, uh, like the shirts and the the bags. The yeah, the merch was top, like mm-hmm. uh, top notch. Like it, was, it wasn't like some cheap ass screen printed shirt. You know, like they were nice <laughs> shirts. I'm like happy I have one. I will say the uh, the tote bag I think was actually one of my favorite things. Uh, my wife's tote me bag. In fact that. You had the the VIP bags. Um, speaking of which, I mean, the fact that we sold out 200 VIP in less than a month and a half, we're gonna have to like have 500 next time. <laughs> but that tote bag, it you know, it was perfect for being able to throw anything you bought during the convention in there, like the majority of the stuff. So it was perfect for people. Absolutely, I, I was I jealous conceded. throughout the day. I saw a little kid with one of those uh, like things on their back, and I was like. What the fuck? I want one of them. <laughs> Yoink. I mean, yeah. it's, pretty cool. it's pretty cool to walk around and see my face on everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> Having handlers like, where's Torkman? We need Torkman now. Yeah. Eyes on Torkman. It was funny, too, because when I couldn't find Torkman or Torkman, like, the hoarder was always close. So I would always get Alex over there. I was like, here, take this mic. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is our Robert Downey Jr. Okay, guys, he's changed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys oh seriously did such a great job. Like, I, I, I can't go over it. Um, I think we're going to morph the backstory a little bit between Torque Man and Torg Man to kind of give them a Mario and Luigi sort of. There we go. Uh, no, see, I thought maybe you'd do, like, go the Donkey Kong route and Jack would be, like, the, the uh, Cranky Kong and... Torg man, I always viewed him like uh, I always thought he was a villain. I guess I, I looked at him like a Darkwing Duck's Neca Duck, like the op. You guys know who I'm talking about? Flash and Reverse yeah. Flash type. Reverse thing. Flash, exactly. <laughs> Jack that is Captain Pollution. I mean, he he's a reluctant sidekick, is what we initially landed on, and his whole personality <laughs> is that he is just so frustrated because he. He was there first, and then Tord Man came and stole all the thunder, took his tea, and you know, and now he has to slowly change his stuff to become his own person again. So, um, <laughs> I mean, hopefully, in the next uh, year and prep for 2022, we'll have some more lore come out, whether that be in a form of a comic strip or if that be in a form of little shorts. We're we're gonna start building the ethos that is like toward man and toward the universe, and uh, probably bring in um, a support character and maybe another villain, of which Alex, I have an idea for who that might be. I'll talk to you more about that. <laughs> just have a short yeah, of yeah. Torque Man sitting there with a hammer. I just want to say this right now: Torque Man is just jealous of Torque Man because he's so gorgeous. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. <laughs> can we can we please well, well we gotta bring back Chuck the Fairy. 
Chuck the Fairy. Um, oh yes, <laughs> yes, Chuck the Fairy this year, but we'll 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 get Chuck the Fairy back. And yeah, Bryn Bryn is still going to finish that video though at some point, just just for for comedy value alone. <laughs> but yeah, it is. To, I am to, trust to keep me, a straight I am, face. I am so disappointed that that did that. not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's he afraid to come as Chuck? Oh man, because like, hey, it's me, Chuck. so we're recording in jack's apartment right and it i mean it's a nice size apartment but we're still pretty close to each other and he's sitting here with these voices that he's doing he sounds like some like narrator from like frosty the snowman back in like 1920s and i'm sitting here here trying not to laugh because they're they're filming and everything and i'm like oh man i'm gonna have to walk out of here soon because this shit is too funny (laughs) that is a specific narrator (laughs) (laughs) oh but you know exactly who he's talking I, about. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, it's very fitting. Yeah, it's very smart. fitting. He did, did he do the ah, cha, cha, cha? Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> that was just like, this is horrible. The, the other amazing thing. Not to mention, when we were filming, I think we became Jack's Complex's like, favorite thing. Because literally <laughs> everybody was out there. Like what the hell are these people running around in capes and stuff? Oh, Marvel was actually filming on location or something like that. People were sitting there snapping pictures and stuff all over the place, getting photos. It's a shame Mike didn't have any flyers. He could have just ran them out to people while they were waiting. Yeah, would have been would have been a great marketing opportunity. This isn't the footage. We're just doing commercials. <laughs> I love that Mike was wearing during setup the original uh, Torgman. Oh yeah, yeah. that's funny. The, yeah. the derpy. Uh... <laughs> all kind of like different so generations of Torgman yeah. happening out there, weren't right there? The Torgverse, Torg universe, the Torgverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the tear in the Torgverse. Very good. Um, okay. I mean, just to give the backstory, my costume was made in like six hours okay so like <laughs> there's a big difference in oh. plot. <laughs> but not it in heart like the hearts shrek and all and of captain them. america had a baby yeah i was yeah. on a That's blue what... shrek listen i'm the golden years toward man okay <laughs> yeah your sister is the one i heard say oh he's wearing his shrek ears thing and i, I lost it because i hadn't thought about that i just <laughs> yeah i didn't either when i heard it oh, oh my god it was funny. priceless but Guys, I want to thank you all so much for taking time to be here with us. This has been a lot of fun. Again, the weekend was a blast, and we are already excited for next year. I I can't wait for it. I already can't wait for it. I wish it was next week. Same here. I'm sure Mike doesn't, but I I do. (laughs) So September, was it September 17th, Mike? It's either going to be September 17th, or it will be on the 24th. So essentially right around the same time. Awesome. Nice. All right. Well, uh, let's do a quick run around the table and do some social media. Norm, uh, where's the best place for people to find you? Um, Instagram. Um, you can find me as uh, Lucky Ireland on uh, Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. All gym stuff. <laughs> that's fine. I yeah. want to check out your workout video. I, I lift weights around the house, but I, I would like to tone. So maybe you could help me do that. Uh, I mean, Torque I'm, Man needs uh, to, I think, also. So. I'm also looking forward to well, your Richard, Sim- Richard Simmons workout video that's coming, Norm. Yes. Yes. We what? will do this. Please tell me you're I'm actually doing that. 
No, not yet, but we can do this. Because oh I'm always God. done for... I'll make no, I'll put myself in some ridiculous spandex and won't be one of the people in the background if that's the way you want to go with it. But so, so I do do at the gym on Thursdays. I do Throwback Thursdays, and I wear these ridiculous short shorts, <laughs> where like I have to wear compression shorts underneath of it because if not, then people are going to see some shit. So. <laughs> These are my balls. People get over it. <laughs> but everybody at the gym calls me Uncle Rico when I come in there. That's it just gives you that. Like I got that Uncle Rico look going on. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> so a... we can totally do these. We can do totally do these workout videos. I'm, I'm fine with this. I'm down. <laughs> well, very good. And uh, let's jump over to Alex. I know we follow you on uh, uh, Instagram at Minor Figure. I'm sure Revolters has some handles. Where should people be checking you guys out? Uh, yeah, I'm Minor Figure on Instagram. Revolter Pictures is also our Revolter Pictures account, obviously, on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm also on TikTok at Big Almond Al. Uh, that's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you win the title contest. Yeah, Seriously. That's, that's, that's such a. It started as such a such a stupid inside joke from from actually the old the guy who used to play Torg Man. It's metamorphosized its way to this point, but my picture's just me with my face on an almond. That's uh, how you'll know you found it. Oh, I got it. I don't even have TikTok, but I've got to see this. You guys are gonna have to show me this before you leave. Very good. And then, uh, oh, or our YouTube channel. Uh, which is just Revolter Pictures. If you could subscribe to that, that would also be pretty cool. Very good. See the commercials. <laughs> and then, uh, Mike, I've got a few different handles for you on Instagram. There's a, like <laughs> one one times one pixels, or if you just search Mike, Mike Coletti, it should come up. Uh, there's the Tour Gaming Expo, uh, at Tour Gaming Expo, and then uh, at Amera Official. Anywhere else people should be checking you out. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. At Tour Gaming Expo. I mean, they, yeah, you, you got them all. Okay, perfect. <laughs> they're all the same everywhere. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, sometimes they're not. Nah, we like know there's that. this podcast called Canned Air that um, isn't. <laughs> okay, hold on. So you guys are friends with the debate guys, right? Yes. Okay, I need you to ask them this question for me. Why do we drive on a parkway but park in a driveway? Right? I'm bleeding from <laughs> my nose just from that question. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I wanted to ask them this at Torg, but I didn't get to. It was I think like I'm going to be up all night pondering. <laughs> <now. laughs> you got it. Next craziest thing ever. Um, TorgEvents.com is the website. There, we're going to actually open up pre-orders for 2022's date um, to lock in and secure the ten dollars. So if anything goes up, which it shouldn't. You can lock in and pre-register, do the VIPs early here in the next week or two weeks whenever we open that up. So that way you don't forget. We had a lot of people that were frustrated that VIP had sold out and they didn't know. So now that you know, you can get yours, you know, a whole year in advance. But uh, TorgEvents.com. And knowing is half the battle, from what I hear. (laughs) Go, Joe. Go, Joe. Indeed. Indeed, son. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Mike, if it's all right with you, I'd like to end the episode with your guys' newest single from Adamera, I've Got the Black Lung Pop. Is that cool with you? For sure. Awesome. And that's just exactly what we're going to do. 
Guys, thanks so much for spending time with us tonight. It's been a blast. And Jack, what have we got on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com and you can see who's been on the show, listen to the show, buy merch of the show, become a patron of the show, see the YouTube videos of our show. show. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. To get on the show. There it is. Uh, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And again, at CandarePodcast.com is all the merch and the Patreon pods we have available and special projects that you can get for just a few dollars a month, people. We're not asking for much. Candy just Prime. a little bit. Mm-hmm. You get you get more in return than you're going to be giving us, I think. I think. Is it Buy the Batman Prime? shirt. That shirt was awesome. Oh, the Batman <laughs> shirt. <laughs> a lot of cool shirts on there to pick from. Uh, what am I forgetting? Uh, yeah, check us out on Evergreen Podcasts. Again, if you're listening, you got some spooky shit for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us, send it to us. We'll uh, either get you on to read it or uh, read it uh, during our uh, Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, September 17th slash 24th ish 2020. Uh, pre-reg open soon for Torg events next year. I really hope we get some. Uh responses with that with the scary stories i would love people to uh bring some scary stories in i'm so oh i really hope it happens eight years tapped out of personal stories uh, i i thought i was but i got one i've got one uh, who's who this handy rodenbrook with a two-spotted cow in the woods <laughs> no one here yeah. <laughs> no one here all right, everyone. I want to thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. I'm Mike Gilletti. I'm Norman Blythe. And I'm Alex Johnson. Those are my dogs. <laughs> I think they forgot what we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Do what now? I was following the established order where I was last. That when Alex was on it. I knew the burden of responsibility would not be on me. I would just have to wait for them to start saying their names. Then it's like, oh yeah, you're next. And Mike threw a wrench of the plan. Mike's Mike. the leader, so I'm just going after Mike, you know. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And remember to be excellent to each other.
Oh, a dog! Hi, puppy! Nice puppy! Oh, no! Don't run! It'll only make things worse! Mutt! Remember, you never want to approach a stray dog, especially one that's foaming at the mouth. Get away from the animal as quickly as you can and tell a grown-up. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Let me ask you really quick. Did you want to go by Norm or Norman? Just don't call me late for supper. That's all I ask. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a Canned Air production. Science! 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 Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes. Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes. Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes, yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast.